0: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric.
1: And I'm Michelle. And today's episode is going to be super special. I always say that it's going to be an exciting episode, but I'm like extra excited to the point of already making a mistake. And this is our second recording. <laughs> um, today we have Craig Lefebvre on and he actually uh, reached out and sent us some of his books. And um, I'm, I'm going to let him kind of introduce himself a little bit more, but I'm just gonna tell you that I read the books, very very fascinating, and we're gonna get into those. And I, um, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Before we get started with this interview, guys, I, I wanted to add a little clip of um a recording, a phone call recording of my brother and I before we took Craig's call or started interviewing him. Um, I was just kind of giving my brother a rundown of the books and. He uh, said he had a feeling about something that was going to happen, and I told him about a dream I had, and then those two things ended up coming up in the conversation with with Craig. So I'm gonna insert this little clip. Don't ask me why I record my phone calls; I just do. <laughs> but I actually have the audio, so just to, I'm gonna clip it in there so you guys proof that this conversation happened before uh, we got on with Craig. She's
0: so still the FBI over here. I didn't even know at the time. She told me after the fact, I was like, oh, great, more content.
1: It was it was for something else, and then I just never deleted the app. But hey, now I have proof that we talked about something before it happened.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So here's
2: the clip. I I mean, I know he's been abducted, and it's in that first book, so that's a loved one. So I don't know if he kind of wants to talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, did he? Did I get too much information? No, really. Like you, you, you were talking right now about asking, him and, you know about attacks and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, like I just got like, Maybe mm-hmm. mm-hmm. something interesting is <laughs> gonna happen <laughs> yeah. by asking that. And then maybe at the end we can like talk about the message that he gave to us, um, or the channel, that he whatever that he got for us. And um, yeah. Tell him that I started having a ton. Yeah. of I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, I was having a Alien Dreams, while well, I was reading his books, like, literally every, every, like, every week. Did <laughs> say okay that they weren't Honestly, brother, like, there's, there's two of them that, like, really creeped me out, because it was, like, borderline sleep paralysis. But I woke up immediately. So, so I, I feel like, I like I'm, I'm gonna have the Jabu, um, really I don't remember what today probably was, but talking to someone about the, the ability to uh, I don't know, maybe we had this conversation before, um with like having the ability to be different. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, that I don't know she started saying something about like there's like levels like you you like, the more you, like, shine, like, open your eyes and stuff, I think like, you're turning them up on the window. Okay. Yeah. And you're turning it up little by little. And, I don't know, like, I feel like that's what the stage I've been but I feel like now that I said it out loud, find out. Um, I know. It's the day that has this conversation for it. Craig? You'd like yeah. to.
1: Yourself?
3: Yes, I'm um, author Craig Lefebvre. Um, I, I've written a few different books that are covering cha- cover channeling, and uh, I get into speaking with angels to extraterrestrials, specifically uh, the Palladians who I'm connected with, who have been uh, part of my uh, contact abduction uh, life. Um, I also write nonfiction uh, poetry and fiction as well. Um, my background is in the healing arts, uh, uh, energy healing, wahoo chi, Reiki, um, been doing that for close to 18 years now. Um, I've been a lifelong contactee, uh, something I was kind of in the background of, of my reality for a long time. And then eventually emerged as I, uh, got into uh, meditation in my uh, late teens. Um, as <clears throat> far as experiences go, uh, I've, I have to say I've, I've seen a lot of weird things and mm-hmm. some have been very hard to quantify. So that's what brought me to writing. And I wanted to you know make a record of what I was experiencing and the things that I had seen. Um, I've, I've read volumes of books by other people that, you know, have similar experiences and I find it very helpful when, even if you find that one little minutia, that little tiny detail that you recognize that somebody else spoke about, um, it, it's very helpful. And I s- created my first book, The Vessel of One, Um Primarily to publish my uh, abduction experience where I was taken aboard a craft and uh, I had to go under undergo a uh, a surgical procedure for uh, removing cancer, as they said. Um, Mm. So the, the book was kind of built upon that. And I had been posting and I still do post a lot of my work for free on Facebook Channeled messages if anybody is interested Um, but that's kind of in a nutshell, my, uh, my background.
1: Yeah, that, that was definitely, um, when I was reading the vessel of one, I mean, started right off with with the abduction, and and I was like, okay, we definitely have to talk about <laughs> about that experience, Eric. I know that you had something that you wanted to That's share okay. with we us. We can continue. We, we... Okay, please. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I would rather. Sorry, uh, but uh, let's let's get it at the end. But um, mm-hmm. Craig, if you would kind of give us like a brief little summary, I guess, of what that abduction. Uh, was like or what happened. I mean, again, I I know it's, it's in the book. And like I said, I was super like (laughs) intrigued.
3: I had known that the ETs were my life and I had, you know, a lot of things that were initially dreams that I thought were abductions and I would see ETs in my room and then like pass out. And I kind of slowly started peeling back the layers but the one thing that I guess it quantified everything was this abduction experience where they had done cancer surgery on me. And that was, I think back in 2017 when this happened, Um, I had basically come to, um, I I felt like I was stripped naked. I was hanging. I, I felt like I was suspended by, both my uh, wrists and my ankles. Um, they had, you know, I was screaming at them and, you know, why am I here? Why are you doing this to me? And, you know, I, no matter what I tried to do, I, I couldn't move. And there was two, two ETs in the room. Uh, one of them was uh, essentially the doctor, um, which I had happened to see again in a later abduction Um, and he wasn't the typical ET that I see. Um, a lot of times the ones that will come and pick me up are the smaller ones. I like to call them the mechanics because they're, Mm -hmm. they're almost just, you know, they're task basically taskers and they come, they take you, they deliver you and then you go wherever you go. Um, but this one, he was like, uh, almost he was dark brown and he, his head was kind of pushed back and then there was three three humps going up his forehead um probably i want to say under under five feet tall it, you know probably four and a half feet around that range in height uh the other one um it was just all from what i could tell in my half conscious state was all black black eyes Um, and I had come to realize that this was the ET that, um, after I I did a series of channels afterwards and wrote down my notes that this was ET that had visited me in my yard. I found myself outside in the yard one night and, uh, I remember hiding in the bushes and then all of a sudden I'm like face to face with this, this ET and I was paralyzed and I was staring in its eyes And as I stared in its eyes, it put its hand and ran its fingers across the top of my head. And it was like someone was like literally running their fingers across the top of my brain. Like I could feel it like inside my head. And I was just locked in these giant black eyes. And like it was almost like you could see through this, it wanted to show me something, but you could see like, almost like you're looking through the universe where you're seeing like stars off in the distance. It was, it was kind of a surreal thing. And then I woke up in my bed, <laughs> but then the getting back to the surgery, I had, um, I, I, they had stuck this long, heavy needle into the back of my jaw kind of like you would do like if some dentists do, like if you're having like oh, a yeah. tooth pulled or something mm-hmm. and it was just really like huge, huge needle. Um, they, they said they were removing cancer, but I, I suspect that this was like anesthesia because they were mm-hmm. going to, then the next thing that they did was they jammed a rod with a scoop down my throat into my stomach oh. And Jesus. they pulled out this like black, like gooey ball. And I, I like, I think it was like a year prior, six months prior, I'd been sitting in bed and, you know, occasionally I get information or messages. And, um, the message that I had gotten was there's something growing in your stomach. And I had never paid attention to it. I'm like, uh, ah, sure, whatever. And so this is what I guess forced her, her uh, what came after. Um, and then the next, uh, next thing I know, it's like three, three fifty in the morning. I wake up face down in bed and I'm crying and, you know, I, I could never fall back asleep after that. My stomach was in pain. Um, I felt dizzy and, um, I kept going up, going to the bathroom, and, you know, my dog came to see me and was, you know, in the hall and, I was petting my dog, and then I kind of just laid back in bed and like just like cried and cried and cried, and it was just like mm. like really horrible. And um, the next day, I you know I mentioned it to my wife, and she she knows that I've had experiences. She's experienced things herself to a degree, and she's more the the logical debunking type. But I think she's seen enough this point where she's like okay um, you know wherever it is that you go at night okay you know because she's randomly asked me a couple times um, why did you go outside last night I'm like, I didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere last night and yeah I've had numerous what I thought were recurring dreams where I'm outside in my yard and been, I had been I think when you get picked up sometimes you're aware and there's a group or two or three and they take you out of the house and then they take you to another point which I don't understand because they're leapfrogging, moving you from one location to another to go to a ship sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's the, the experience was like the most, the most terrifying uh, that I've had next to my abduction after I had my car accident. And I had had, uh, two years ago, I was in driving back from the train station in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and I'm at a stoplight and out of nowhere, a car just, I'm at it just smashes into me and I, you know, kind of messed up my neck and my back and, you know, long story short, a year of chiropractic and other stuff, but the night. After I had gotten rear-ended, I got abducted. And that wouldn't be so bad as if if it weren't for that. I recognized this place that they took me to. And everybody that I had dealt with was like Caucasian male, which I found to be one of the most unnerving things because if you have abductions and it's re- you, it's repeated and you start to kind of get a rapport with them on some level and you like, okay, I know who's who and what's what, but this was, I remember coming to this place where I had been once before in an abduction and there was somebody else there that I knew, but it was like there are these red brick buildings. And I remember in the, after the car accident, being in the air and coming down and seeing the top of the buildings and then being dragged down a long hallway and fighting the whole way down and, you know, thrown to be sitting in a chair in a small office with just a desk. And that's all I remember. I I utilized my friend Kathleen quite a bit. Who's a, a psychic medium. I've studied with on and off to um, just to grab other information and, You know, she's like, well, there's there is an implant that they needed to check up on that's connected to your heart. And she's like, there's a long thread that's basically going to your uh, your rib cage. And I'm like, well, well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I I know because there's they've messed with my heart and then they've done implants where they put them in to like where the base of my my skull is.
1: Do you know what the purpose of these implants are? Like, have they told you or?
3: I think some of it is, I, I think some of it has to do with resonance in and, and frequency, frequency adjustments to mm-hmm. basically um, alter time and space and help me, I guess, I would say receive information and perceive different things. Um, I I, I suspect that they've, you know, earlier on that they had put me in breeding programs or, you know, what happens there. But I, I think there's a lot of different things where they study, study our biology. They consider to me me to be a hybrid. So they've tinkered long enough where they've changed. I mean, they've been abducting me <clears throat> since I was a baby. Um.
1: I remember in, in, uh, reading it in the vessel of one during your abduction uh, experience that you said that you asked, like, why are you doing this to me? And like the quote unquote, Dr. ET said that you volunteered for this. Yes. Um, did, did, is that like something that you volunteered for? Like before you even came into this life kind of thing? Is that what he meant? Or. Yeah. What?
3: They, I mean, a lot of the ones that are picking you up, they know you better than, you know, you. Mm-hmm. they follow people throughout generations in through lifetimes. I mean, I've had a lot of lifetimes on this planet and they essentially send in people that are star seeds and hybrids to, you know, uh, th- they like to say it's winning the war from the inside. Um, they're I, I don't look at this so much as well, well, this group of ETs is from this planet. This one's from this planet. It's kind of been all congealed into what I call just kind of the galactics now, but they, it's very much uh, a a war of good versus evil and, you know, dark versus light is what the end, the end game is. And we're, we're at the bottom end of the energetic spectrum and we need to, get to a higher level, um, to have them more integrated into our society. So they've been, you know, tampering in the gene pool constantly and, you know, bringing in different people for different, in, with different influences. I mean, look at Einstein and, uh, Tesla, um, you know, people like that too, that have, uh, yeah. brought in new information.
1: I I know Eric just kind of laughed a little bit to himself because of a conversation we had just before we got on. Eric, do you want to say why you kind of giggled there a little bit? Well,
0: um, It's because we were talking about, I was telling her that I had, um, I was having like a deja vu type of thing or like I felt like I was going to have deja vu. Um, It wasn't quite like that, but it was, we were talking and I was telling her about this and uh, I was telling her that in the in the like deja vu i guess that i was supposed to have or was going to have or thought i was going to have we were talking to you and we started talking about levels and we started talking about how like turning a knob but we were i was was telling you we were talking about turning a knob on like say like a a radio or or something like that where we talked about like the more you you know become uh like the better i guess you become at, at you know
1: spiritually yeah more enlightened
0: you, you, you start to be able to hear vibration. more things yeah like either like the knobs either like volume or vibrations like to where you get freak different frequencies and stuff like that and then she was we started talking about um levels like about you know we're not like ghosts are on a certain level and then like the levels keep going higher and higher. So it was just funny that you started mentioning that mm-hmm. when we had just talked about that <laughs> literally at like uh, an hour ago or like an hour and 15 minutes ago or le- more or less.
3: And a lot of that is, you know, with the, the human body being a vessel and you're becoming a conduit. And the more that you, the more that you use that, The more energy it starts to allow in and it it, it definitely it changes you over time i mean it's changed me i i know that and you you do become more sensitive and you start to have more synchronicities more visions and other stuff it's it and sometimes it just takes a little bit of faith and acceptance that these things are happening and going on and then the universe says okay you you saw this now we're gonna show you this and every time i reach a point where i'm like oh yeah i you know i understand this i i get it i can see what's going on it, it the carpet gets pulled out from under me and you know it, it <laughs> I, I i'm like uh, i know nothing <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> well that, that's how i felt reading your book so i'll be honest It's like i i know nothing some of it was like okay yeah i i, I understand and I've, I've heard this before and others i'm like as beyond my comprehension but now i'm very intrigued and i gotta look into it a little bit more
0: um, and i mean if, if you haven't heard me talking it's just because i'm kind of ab- absorbing all this <laughs> right now because this is something that's very very new to me and uh, mm-hmm. like michelle's talked to me about s- certain things but never to this like extent so i'm just kind of trying to take all the information in and process it so if like i stay quiet for long periods of time it's not because i'm being rude or ignoring you or anything it's just that Mm -hmm. i'm trying to process the information that i'm getting right now because it's again a lot of this is very new to me
3: yeah no problem no problem and uh, uh, the big the big concept or message behind my books that you know it, it doesn't it really doesn't matter who I'm channeling sometimes and maybe they specifically lined me up to do this, to deliver this. I guess they probably prepped me my whole life. Um, but it's that everything is one and there, everything is a continuation of the first thing. And they, they refer to that as the great singularity or, or people, you know, who follow religion, say God, It's, it's, it starts with one, one singular aspect, uh, the original thought, um, the, the first spark of thought that created the universe. And so drawing on that, when you experience phenomena, you know, ETs, ghosts, poltergeists, whatever, look at everything as being contiguous, Everything is attached to the next thing. It's just another level of perception for you. And we're in in the human body. We're at a great disadvantage because we're, we're trying to, we're we're so solid and and heavy and we're trying to grasp these things that are on higher planes of vibration than us or, or alternate frequencies. So it, it it takes some practice and modification of your, your thought to kind of tune into those things. There isn't, there, there is literally nothing that you can't talk to because everything in the universe is resonance of that, that singular one. So if you wanted to talk to the tree, um, you want to talk to the sun, uh, you know, angels, your grandmother on the other side, it's, everything is is continuing and energy never ceases to exist
0: what about i i just want to bring this up real quick because it's what about like your pets and stuff like
3: that i I, I, yeah i mean it's i my my friend that's uh, i mentioned earlier is a a pet communicator and when you do that what's what's curious i I've, i've done it here and there and i've tried it and usually I'm able to do it when I don't try. So I was watching TV one day and my, my dog, Ellie, uh, was sitting next to me. And all of a sudden this, this story started playing out in my, in my head. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't, you know, like when you're watching TV, this happens to me a lot. You, you end up having people like come like talk to you or you get information because, you know, TV literally hypnotizes you. And so I, she was standing there sitting next to me, staring at me. And then this whole story ran through my mind and it was kind of like based in like pictures and I'm like, Oh, Oh wow. As you know, it's, you know, or or sometimes you get, you know, I get brief things here and there from them, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different than how you normally think they're very literal Mm -hmm. and in the moment compared to us who are like, you know, we have a lot of baggage.
1: Well, that actually kinda of brings me to a question that I had. Can you like explain the process of, of channeling or how you get this information or how frequently it comes in? And-
3: um yeah, yeah. It's I had well, whether it was my idea or not, I suspect it wasn't, but I had been I'd listened to people on and off who channel and been interested in it. And I had started listening to, uh, was it Lee Carroll who channels cry on? And I, I, I traveled back and forth to New York city on the train. So I have like hours to kill. So I was listening to a bunch of his stuff and I'm like, yeah, this, this makes a lot of sense. Like I should be, I should be doing something like this. Like I, I need to, you know, I need to matter. I need to have like a purpose. And, you know, I, I little did, I know what I was in for, but I, I, you know, it was, it sat in the back of my mind. I had tried it. And I was like, it, never nothing came of it. And then I had sat in with my cousin-in-law, who's a, a psychic medium, and she did a reading for me. And she went into great detail. I like, I see you writing. I'm like, okay, writing what? I don't know. Lots, lots and lots of writing, writing books, doing this, like I think channeling. So I, I was prompted to make a second attempt at it. And it took me a while. And then I, I finally kind of broke through this this mental barrier where I was able to do it. So when I first started doing that, I was uh, doing automatic writing. So just sitting down with pen and paper and, you know, connecting with source. Um, I, I don't even really go through any kind of ritual anymore. I've done it so many times where I just, you know, sometimes somebody will connect with me. I'm walking up the hallway in the house. I'm like, okay, let me get to the computer. You know, type type it out real quick. Um, occasionally, uh, I'll get a download which is really strange. Like, you remember when you were a kid, you went to the museum and they sold those little pill pockets with the colored animals in them, and they're the little sponges and they expand oh, in hot yeah. water. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's literally like that like, somebody puts a, one of those in your head and you it hits you really quick. And then all of a sudden it just like expands and you know, this entire story. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it,
2: it's,
3: it is really, it's really the strangest sensation where, when you're sitting there channeling, um, it, it's, I, I just, I just refer to myself as being their, their secretary and they're, <laughs> they're just, it's like a flow of consciousness. It just like runs right through you. And long as you trust that it's there it's like you know at least at first when you start doing it that it just like you're taking notes from somebody Mm -hmm. and sometimes you're like slow down slow down and you you know some like thoughts and concepts and words come through they're like what and like you kind of have to train yourself to not get hung up on what they're saying and just get the message and you can go back and edit stuff later and even sometimes as you edit later, they'll keep throwing other thoughts in there too. Um, you know they, I think they, they realize that you know this these messages are coming through a human being, which is basically you know running running through a filter. and mm-hmm. hopefully things don't get lost in that. And I'm sure occasionally they do and something might not make makes sense, but um, you know they, they keep on you know, coming to me and it, it's it. a lot of times I'll get messages and, or, or I should say visits, especially like if it's angels in the, I don't know why the bathroom, I, I imagine <laughs> it has something to do with water <laughs> being a, being a conduit um, because literally, you know, I'll be standing there taking like, like, Oh, hi angels. Like <laughs> This isn't awkward.
1: For... Please yeah. Look away. <laughs> oh man so that's, i can't even imagine
3: that's that's like their their place where they want to hijack me and like oh by the way <laughs> well <Wow. laughs> you know you're brushing your yeah. teeth so it yeah it's it's a little weird i, I think maybe because it's just a space that you normally zone out in yeah like you're just like Privacy. mindless. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah.
1: Well, and so then, how do you know who? You, like, I mean, I, I feel like probably an angel is easier to decipher because to their, I guess, frequency level they're like higher frequency versus like um some of the other people you've channeled like Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, how do do they say like, hey, this is me, and then give you the message, or how do you know who you're talking to or who you're channeling?
3: Uh, uh first, initially, when I started doing this you'd usually like wait till the end and tell me and I'd be like who is this?" and or kind of come halfway in between. And when you're channeling in writing stuff down, there's the, the difficult part is there's like overlapping thoughts going on. And mm-hmm. occasionally there's more than one of them, talking to you at the same time and working on the same message. So you can be literally in the middle of a message and you're like, you start off like, okay, I'm talking to Jesus. And all of a sudden it goes off in the left field into aliens. So it's like, what the fuck? So
2: do
0: you, I mean, when you, when you say talking, do you actually hear like a voice or is it just like, uh, like word thoughts, like coming into your head? has like
3: thoughts coming into your head. Okay. Um, rarely I mean every once in a while I hear stuff but usually it's like well I'm just hearing this in my head so I guess yeah Mm -hmm. usually it's it's that and then sometimes it's a combination of sometimes you get pictures or visuals that kind of go with it so I think when when we're receiving information like psychically it's it's coming in I I I I think it it's almost like, um, you know, like you're sending information over the internet and it comes to your, another computer, like it's being compressed and then it like expands, you know, kind of like, like I explained with, um, having a download, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's, it's like just one continuous stream and then it's done. But there, when figuring out who it is, a lot of times, like, you know, the, the other day, um, I, I had done a couple channels in the last like month or two from Elohim, and I was walking in the hallway upstairs and that's, that's considered an in-between space, you know, like where you'd see ghosts, you know, mm-hmm. like they're notorious for being like through ways where you do see stuff or catch stuff out of the side of your eye It's mm-hmm. those in-between spaces. And it just, and I was like, okay, I got the name like really loud. And I'm like, I'm not familiar with who or what this is. So I, said okay well i'll talk to you later on tonight and i you know i i think i'm at enough a good enough place with them now or like you know you don't need to interrupt my life every second for me to write something down so i i'd written it down but it usually now i'll i'll get a sense but like sometimes like if with particular people you'll kind of see them and you'll be like oh you're there like, you know, like Hitler or Freddie Mercury. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. And they'll depending on who you're talking to is where you'll kind of see them. Like if I see angels, they're always off to my right. Mm -hmm. If I'm getting like really higher vibration, like really high up their stuff. Like when I talked to Elohim, it was um, like, It was like fully intense, like into the back of my head. Like there's this spot that's below your, your crown chakra. I I, I call it the mailbox. And when you're channeling information seems to come in right through that space and hit you there, you feel it it kind of open up. Um, Sometimes if you're talking to people like on the other side, you'll, they'll stand behind me and off to the right. But they'll always be standing behind me and talking to me um, never standing in front of me. So it it, 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 there's, there's definitely a kind of symmetry to it. And, uh, after a while you recognize a pattern to it.
0: The only two questions that I had that is, but like, again, I, you all were talking and I didn't want to interrupt the flow of everything. Um, was just that when you were talking about the cancer, had you like, had you had any doctors previously to that or any kind of pain? I know you said that you, you had like a message come in saying that you had something growing in your stomach, but like, mm-hmm. did you have any like, uh, symptoms yourself prior to that? Like that you felt like, uh, an upset stomach regularly or, or it, any random, kind of discomfort?
3: Yep. It was random stomach pains here and there. And, and I just ignored it. Mm-hmm. I had seen a, um, natural on and off and it was a few years ago. he, well, more than a few years ago, he he made me rerun this test because he runs all my blood work. And he's like, mm-hmm. there was one where I had to literally pee in the, a jug and turn it in. And okay. he's like, um, yeah, this doesn't look right. He goes, I want you to take the test again. I'm like, why? Because it could be something very bad if it is what I think it is. And then I somehow passed mm-hmm. the next test. So he was thinking there was right. something cancer related there. But Interesting it didn't, wasn't definitive.
0: So, yeah, I think the, 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 the ping in the jug for, I mean, cause I, I'm a nurse, so I, like, usually that's like, like kidney function stuff, but I mean, it, it could all, like I said, I don't know what, what they might've pulled out. I mean, it, look, cancer can be crazy because my grandmother has pancreat had pancreatic cancer and it's jumped to the liver. So cancer can jump from different organs. So that was the only reason I was asking is like, cause it, it just, it's really, interesting you know what i mean and like you having those symptoms before and then you know you had this experience it's just it's very mm-hmm. you know that's amazing you know what i mean like um yeah and then the other question that i had sorry go ahead go ahead i,
3: I mean that that being said i mean as horrible as that experience was and as terrifying as it was um it it also kind of gave me a different respect to them you know, and how they're involved in my life, and that they're, you know, there's, they're watching out for me and they're not just like taking me somewhere and running some, <laughs> some experiments <laughs> or something. Yeah. But yeah, there's, it, it definitely, you know, let me know that, like, okay, this is a cooperation. You know, we, we, we do have uh, an arrangement, uh, a relationship, and, you know, they're, uh, they're, you know, they're like my long, my long off, uh, ancestors from far away. Right. So I, I think in, you know, that kind of confirms that they do have my, my best interest at heart. You know, they want me to be here and, um, have been, you know, tweaking me along the way. I mean,
0: the only other question that I had, had but I think you kind of answered it was when they do, when you do have the abduction, is it, uh, is it an abduction of your physical body or is it like an abduction of your, like, 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 um... Like your sp- your astral works. body, yes. Uh-huh.
3: Um, I think it, it, it tread, and this is a really good question because it goes a lot of places. Um, it 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 happens, and I had my like my second abduction experience. I had with the going back to the doctor. I said with the kind of scoop back head that was brown. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in a medical office. It looked like your doctor's office with the table, and there's basically a, uh, shelf to the left. And it, I mean, it looks like a straight up medical office. I'm like, okay. And there's a metal device there and they had pushed it and then something was like, I guess probably putting implant up to the one that they just recently took out in the back of my neck. But they, um, I was there and I'm sitting across from him, you know, he's wearing like this lycra blue tight shirt, and it has like gold, short sleeves has like gold trim on, on the edge of the sleeves. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm out of body and I'm looking at myself and him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So I suspect that a lot of the confusion that comes from abductions is that your safety net, and a lot of people report this in, in rapes where they're forced out of their body like it's it's like the uh, pressure relief valve when you experience something really traumatic you your your astral body just like separates from your body so you don't have to experience the pain and the trauma of it so Mm -hmm. there's a degree of separation and that's why you also have people that have gone through really traumatic experiences all of a sudden you know you find them having psychic abilities and they're opened up another dimension to themselves that they didn't know was there. I just happened to get there by, you know, doing dream work and, you know, meditation. Um, When I started keeping track of my dreams and trying to teach myself how to become conscious in my dreams and where you get to a point where you can see your hands and your feet, and then you start watching things and studying where you are and they start shifting and changing this was what broke me through their barrier to start perceiving some of the abductions and real at least realizing that I was there. Because, like in my my old apartment, um, I lived a town away from where I am now. I, I had woken up and there was three ETs literally in the corner of my room. And I told my friend the next thing, like, yeah, I had this really weird dream. There was, there was ETs that were standing there. Uh, in the corner of my room and it wasn't a dream and a lot of things that i thought were dreams weren't dreams and the the perception when you're in this experience in this altered state can seem like a dream and when you're when you kind of break through that barrier especially like through the the realms of dream you open up another part of yourself where you're able to Gain another level of perception. And I think that's what allowed me to start seeing when they were coming in because I could break through that kind of um, psychic barrier and start to see bits and pieces of what was going on. Um, Craig, I, I got to
1: I know. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you're freaking me out a little bit because, uh, again, this is also in the conversation that my brother and I had before we were recording. I, and I wanted to blame it on your books, honestly, but I have been having a a lot of, of ET dreams recently. Like, uh, I mean, I've had a few in the past, but like recently, like I'm actually remembering them. Um, and, and the problem is like exactly what you're saying about, uh, meditation and then like trying to, uh, remember your dreams and have more of like lucid dreams that I've been working on that for like the last month and a half probably Mm -hmm. and um and even the way that you describe I'm like trying to remember if maybe I'm just remembering or thinking that this is what they look like because it was in your book and I'm hoping that I just read it and that's why it's happening but when you described like these brown ETs um there's this one dream that's kind of like really stuck or vivid in my mind where uh I was running away from from something in like a, a a dream right and then I woke up from that dream but uh I was in my bedroom so I was like okay I'm I'm in my bedroom I'm safe now it was just a dream and then the door to my bedroom like creaked open and I'm like shit they're here they found me and these two ETs just start like walking towards like my side of the bed and get kind of all up in like I I knew they were there so I started to panic and it was felt like a sleep paralysis kind of thing where I mm-hmm. couldn't move and I was like no 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 like I just remember saying like no 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 and they just like not rushed me but like came you know all up close to me and I couldn't move and then I woke up from from that dream like actually woke up in my bed like the way that I had the first time I thought I woke up
3: and you so um, you had a dream within a dream yeah Oof.
1: I know uh, and I'm just hoping it was just a dream but like yeah I got massive goosebumps when with what you're just talking about because that uh that kind of happened along with other like random a little bit more random ET dreams that aren't weren't that like intense, I guess. And um, when
3: when you were a small child, you you had some intense experience like dream too though. Like
1: I I mean, yeah, I've I've every once in a while like I have I mean what I guess would be lucid dreams where I like all five senses are like activated. I can see, smell, uh hear, like everything is very clear. Mm-hmm. um and or like they're just like very very vivid dreams um i can't remember necessarily having et dreams like as a kid but mm-hmm. uh i don't well, know i guess because yeah. i'm trying to now or trying because i have a journal that i'm I'm trying to you know write down like what i'm experiencing as well mm-hmm. um and those just kind of keep coming up for me <laughs>
3: interesting that's very interesting i they i'm i'm wondering i they probably have been there all along would be my my feeling
0: well i mean it would make sense too because she's got this i wouldn't call it an obsession but she's very very (laughs) very 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 interested in uh extraterrestrials and ufos and stuff like that
1: anything paranormal really but where other people think it's weird, I've always been like, no, it seems pretty legit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always just been like, OK, well, I'm just the weird one or I'm the crazy one. But I don't know. For me, it's like uh, it's not it's not it's you know, it's not weird. It's not crazy.
3: Dude, the
1: fact that that other people aren't more open minded about it is weird to me, I guess.
3: We, we have a culture of, you know, it, that everything is just what's in front of your face and and nothing more. I mean, especially with the advent of technology, we're, we're at such a deficit for being in touch with the other side. Um, you know, people are so distracted that they can't even conceive of such things. But the the funny part is that the veil is keep It keeps getting thinner and thinner and it's going to come to a point where you're, you're going to see, um, things that will challenge everybody's thoughts where if you you know you might for instance see something fall out of another dimension into ours and then and it's probably already happened and people have seen such things but things are going to start to to wake up and we're, we're at such a high level of compression right now um energetically that it's people aren't going to be able to look away from from ever, you know? And I I suspect with with yours, you know, the visual that they give me is that you've opened the door and they wanted to let you know that they were there.
1: Oh. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. I've I've been, like, trembling a little bit. Uh, I mean, I... I, Yeah. I'm, I'm a little speechless uh scared but excited but not don't really know how to
3: but I I see you as a child though yet you had a visit and I don't know what it was but it like um, you were kind of indoctrinated into this stuff really young like you had an experience
1: you know what I, I will uh sorry I just got like full body chills thinking about this uh there mm-hmm. I don't Eric I don't think I've ever told really anybody about this experience maybe mom and and dad but i mean i did, i don't remember any details i just remember uh eric you and i and dad were like watching tv in the living room like how we would always watch like you know dragon ball z or like x files yeah. or something um and i remember falling asleep on the couch um uh, i guess and but then i i woke up in the middle of the night in the living room like on the floor and Like, no, like you guys were all in bed, like Eric, like you're in bed, mom and dad were in bed. And I was just like, man, why didn't anyone like take me to my bed? Why am I here in the living room Mm -hmm. by myself? And so, yeah, so I'm getting like full body chills because that's the only thing that is kind of like burned into my brain. I've never forgot that, like waking up just in the middle of the living room by myself, everything, all the lights turned off, everybody was in bed. And I thought you guys had just like left me there (laughs) for whatever reason. Mm -hmm but it's, i was a child so it's yeah. there's no reason why anybody couldn't have picked me up and taken me
3: Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah no i it's it it's the mechanics they uh when they they don't put you back where they found you or your clothes are messed up or you wake up sitting in bed with your knees pressed against your chest wow <laughs> <laughs> or Ugh. they they put you back in the bed face down so you know it's you kind of watched for the patterns of it and you you when you start to have the realization that maybe I was visited, maybe this did happen. And then you start to think about the entire span of your life and you're like, Oh, <laughs> and, and then you see all those little details. You know, when I was a kid, I was getting massive nosebleeds for like a year and a half and my parents were going to have my nose cauterized. And then out of nowhere, it just stopped. And I mean, like, these were like just at night and they were like freaking intense nosebleeds.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And there was, there was two instances where, and I'd never done this before that my dad came in my room that and put me back to bed that he said I was sleepwalking. And I remember being half conscious and walking in my room in the dark. Like I was like full on, intoxicated out of it and like kicking and bumping into stuff. Like I just came back from somewhere, like somebody pushed me in the room. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's, I I mean, you have to look at all the situations and extrapolate all the, all the little details from them and, you know, keep tedious notes on it until you kind of, I guess, have a, a breakthrough and realize and put all the numbers together just until things start to make sense to you. And I'm still, you know, many, many years later, I'm still going over these things in my head and, you know, trying to map things out and say, oh, well, this happened to this, and this didn't seem possible. And, you know, so you really have to go back to it many times and analyze things that happened.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to be making lots of notes after this conversation, that's for sure. And, and trying to be more aware of, of I've, I've been struggling like this last week and a half with remembering my dreams for some reason. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I need to try and get back on track with, with that because now I'm very, very intrigued.
3: Yeah. And the thing that happens with abductions too, I notice that it comes in cycles. Um, You know, I, it could be six months, it could be a year and you're like, oh, I'm finally done with this stuff. Like we're done. It's over. And then the other day I had woken up and I I made notes. I posted this on Facebook and it was just from my experiences. I kind of knew right away in the back of my neck where I had one of the implants, I woke up and it was like, just in, in this one finite spot, it was like extremely itchy. And I felt that before in my ankle and, I don't know if they'd put something in my ankle or what. I mean, there was a little bump there, but it was like so itchy. Like it mm. drove me insane. So I went to the bathroom, I put cortisone cream on it, and I come back and I, I lay down. All of a sudden the itching turns into like this intense burning. And, wow. and so I, I'm still connected with it. And I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> and they're they're like, we dissolved it. And that was it.
1: What is it? <laughs> What <laughs> One
3: of the, the implants, I guess. Oh, so.
1: geez. Okay.
3: So I had woken up, you know, face down in bed. And when I, I woke up, it felt like I was coming too. Hmm. So hmm. I guess if if you have a situation where you think you were, notice how you feel in that moment. Is this normally how I feel like when I wake up? Am I, Am I groggy or do I feel like I just got back from somewhere? I just came conscious, you
1: know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll have to take better notes. (laughs) I just also
0: feel like it's very interesting that, you know, Michelle and I have had conversations before we interview people and stuff like that and, you know, talk about things that we've experienced. But, I mean, it's never never been – I don't know how do I explain it.
1: It's never been so synchronistic.
0: Yeah, like- with 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 the person that we're speaking with. Like, I mean, I guess it's happened a couple of times where we talk about something and then all of a sudden it comes up in, in in the interview, but never to this like extent to where. Because again, like when when I spoke about the whole knob thing, I even told her, look, I, I even told her. But now that I'm saying this out loud, I feel like what I saw originally and the deja vu that I feel like I was going to have isn't going to happen anymore. It's going to be different. And it was. It wasn't the same as what I had originally seen. But the same thing that we had, the conversation that we had ended up coming up almost exactly how we had it in in the previous conversation. And then Michelle was telling me about these dreams that she's been having. And then you, without prompt, mentioned this mentioned that and you know it just so happened that we had just spoken about it uh, a little over an hour before the actual interview so you know it's just very intriguing very I don't know it's it's we all got
3: the the right timeline together yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean I don't know it just felt like everything it was I don't know this this interview's been yeah this has been real it's been different. It's definitely been a different interview. I feel like in a good way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. Um, I mean, I, I'm not trying to end the interview. <laughs> right. I just I wanted like, to. I just wanted friends. to. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up because it just again, um, just so like bizarre. It's just it very. I don't know. It, bizarre is not the right word. It, it's 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 because I feel like bizarre has a negative connotation, but it's mm-hmm. just very different interesting i don't know
3: it, it, <laughs> it's it's synchronicity what do you call it a uh, synchronicity
1: all right guys so this is just the beginning of of craig's interview i we are I, I feel like it was more me but also eric but more me um we talked for two hours recorded and then like another hour <laughs> not recorded yeah um So, uh, I, I couldn't usually, I, you know, if I, we talk with a, with a guest for like an hour and a half, I can cut it down to about an hour or so, but I just couldn't bring myself to cut a lot of this really anything.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be something new that we're doing, or at least for this episode, I don't know. I guess it just depends on, on, on how interviews go and stuff and, and what can be edited out and stuff like that. But I mean, this is this is the first time we're going to do it. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if you guys like it. Um, I mean, I know it was a lot of information to process in those two hours that we mm-hmm. spoke. So I think this actually might be a good thing for you guys as listeners. That's true. Uh, to process what you're listening to and then jump into the second half of it. Because I know when I was listening, it was like, my head was just like, oh my God, I don't know. This is a lot. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's... Alien abductions, channeling Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, freaking Hitler. Like, I mean, that it it was, it was a lot, but that's also why I wanted to have him on. And that's like the other thing is like, we barely scratched the surface. Like I said, we talked for a whole, well, you guys mostly talked for a whole other hour after we stopped recording. And as we're trying to hang up, it's like, oh, we didn't even get into his ghost experiences. We didn't even get into like this and that. And so we're definitely going to have him back on. But um, this is part one. Yeah. And I
0: mean, the 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 hour after was kind of crazy, too, because just a lot of again, a lot of stuff. I spoke about some experiences and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I don't want to leave. Like, I don't want to be a jerk and like say st- something or mention it and then like not tell you guys about it. But I feel like some of that information was more personal. And, and I I don't know how, how much I want to share about it. So I'll have to think on it. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I mean like I said we're probably going to well next next week's episode is is going to be part 2 um but we'll definitely have him back on like I said we barely scratched the surface and um there's I mean maybe you can mention it then if you feel better about it but no pressure.
0: Yeah. righty. Yeah. Uh so yeah guys um and you know, I hope you uh hope you enjoyed this first part. Uh definitely tune in next week for the second part cuz like I said it it's it's a lot of information to process. So just get yourself ready for next week as well.
1: Um, I mean, I, I if, yeah, I think th- this week was more like s- the heavy stories. Stuff? Oh. No, I don't know. I think part two. I don't is know, a little man. Heavier.
0: Cause like all the alien stuff was for me was what blew my, like was like making my head hurt. So yeah, again, we're glad we're splitting I, this up. I'm definitely glad we're splitting yeah, this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And, and not in a bad way. Like I said, I mean, this was like right up my alley. I, this, Ugh yeah, he indulged the hell out of me with all these alien experiences for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I just hope I never get uh abducted ever.
1: Well, shit. Apparently, apparently I have since I was a child.
0: So yeah, guys, d- again, like I said, tune in next week to listen to the second half of the interview. Uh, If you guys want to
1: let us know what you guys think of this first half. I know it was kind of a lot, but I loved it.
0: Uh, there's a little something in the next, uh, second half also that we want you to keep your ears open for. So definitely do that too. We'll probably mention it in the intro for the next episode as well. But, uh, if you have any messages that you want to send us, any ideas for any stranger, uh, or sorry, uh, stories of high strangeness, um, or anything that you want us to deep dive, definitely send us a message, uh, on Instagram or comment, or comment on our Facebook, our YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us on Instagram, it's at We Believe Do Podcast. On Twitter, it's at WBDY Podcast. On our Facebook, it's we believe do at I'm sorry, we believe do you with a question mark. And our email is we believe do at gmail.com. So definitely send us uh send us messages if you want to talk about uh, want us to talk about anything, if you want to share your stories, or if you want to be interviewed. Uh, we actually had somebody send us a message the other day uh, with some stories and stuff. Guess,
1: guess what the topic's about?
0: Aliens.
1: I love it. See, I'm just like, I'm not manifesting it.
0: Yeah, manifesting you know it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm manifesting yeah. it.
1: See, I just put it out into the universe, yeah. and then all these people are coming to me with their alien UFO stories, and it's fantastic. I love it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, also, guys, um, follow us on um, Apple podcast spotify or anywhere you all listen to your your um your podcast and you can also subscribe to our youtube youtube channel and leave us comments there also uh if you want to get you know a hold of us so uh go do that guys because we believe
2: do you